Thank you all for listening. Oh, Have yes, of course. Oh, hello, hello. Um, this is Dr. Janeway, of course, the expert opinion. Hello, this is April and Tessa. We're here today with a deep dive into Station 11 by Emily St. John Mendel. Today, we're <laughs> messed up. Okay, we can cut that part. Yeah, we can cut it. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is a short summary. Station 11 is a novel by Emily John Mandel that explores the aftermath of a deadly flu pandemic that wipes out most of the world's pandemic. Oh, I missed that. Here, yeah, we could I start over? Just the short summary? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay, this is a short summary. Station 11 is a novel by Emily John Mandel that explores the aftermath of a deadly flu pandemic that wipes out most of the world's population. The story follows a group of people who are connected by their pasts and present relationships with a famous actor named Arthur Lander. The the novel explores themes of survival, memory, and importance of art and culture in our lives. Even though the book is set on a post-apoleptic world, it is ultimately a hopeful reflection on strengths in the human spirit. Yeah, and we're going to be looking specifically at the terminal section of Station Eleven. As we see, it's a very significant turning point in the novel. Um, The events that we're going to be discussing are mainly from Clark and Jeevan's point of view. So Clark in this chapter, um, he is one of hundreds of passengers who were there when the plane landed at Severn City Airport. Um, And we see him and the other survivors go through many stages of acceptance, like waiting for the National Guard, going on journeys, you know, scouting missions, etc. Um, we see Clark trying to stay sane um, by having imagined conversations with his boyfriend, shaving his head, taking care of himself. And then on day 100, he starts the Museum of Civilization um, by putting a few artifacts from life before the pandemic in an airport display case. And we see others adding additional items such as high heels, smartphones, and snow globes. And he reflects on the numerous workers and machines required to produce and ship everything. Um, and we see him continuing to create and grow this museum um, explaining the objects to visitors, and then we also see how the number of visitors grows and people begin to see this museum as a very important aspect of life. And then our other important character, Jeevan, doesn't show up in the chapter for as long as Clark, but the part we're going to be talking about is where we find out that he's married and has a child, um, and then his peaceful settlement that he lives in and what was once Virginia, um, and just the way they deal with education and how his child learns and such. And we're going to be examining those through the lens of modern day. You know, we've had a lot of issues currently with book bannings and then with teachers being literally just forbidden by law to discuss important topics such as critical race theory um, and then pronoun gender, every LGBTQ thing out there. And so we just want to look at the idea of what is important in history to share and is it important to have that preservation of memory, etc. So one quote that we think is really important, um, let's start off just with Jeevan's perspective. one major thing is he's talking with his friend um, and the quote goes, I don't know, their friend was saying now, does it still make sense to teach kids about the way things were? His name was Michael and he'd been a truck driver once. 
McKinley had a school, 10 children who met daily in the largest motel room, and his 11-year-old daughter had come home crying that afternoon because the teacher had let slip that life expectancies were much longer before the Georgia flu, that 160 hadn't been considered particularly old, and she was scared. She didn't understand. It wasn't fair. She wanted to live as long as people used to. So I think that really ties into, you know, this idea of what is important to teach kids. You know, does it still make sense to teach kids about the way things were? Um, we see those being raised really often, especially within Southern, more Republican states um, who are banning information. Yeah, we can see um, kind of like the tense environment that it creates, like with the kids asking these questions that a lot of parents maybe not know how to answer. Um, it scares adults. They don't really know how to communicate to them to their kids about certain systems that are created in the world, such as like racism, prejudice, and like other issues. Um, this also ties in when Jimin's wife told them, like, "Oh, should we really be telling them this because it's just gonna make them sad and feel depressed?" So it really makes it difficult to like, should we tell them or should we not? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's I think it's really interesting um, the way they go on further to ask, I guess the main question they say is, does knowing these things make them more or less happy? And I would I would argue that it's it's not about what makes them happy or not. You know, the importance is in understanding the world around us. And yeah, the world around us sometimes can be a very scary, depressing place but it's not going to get better unless we acknowledge where we came from and where we can go. And the truth is always better. Like, why would they, like, lie to them and keep that secret? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, in today's education, there's a lot of sugarcoating that goes along with teaching kids about history and stuff like that. Um, I don't think history is ever, like, fun in fairy tales, but it's always good for kids to know. Yeah, and I, I specifically love how um her name mandel um explains how the kid the kid is sad about this the kid doesn't like that this happened and she really shows how yeah there are going to be uncomfortable topics that are discussed in school like this is a very real thing that could happen um there could very easily be a kid learning about critical race theory who comes home depressed like why why was the world like this why are systems like this still existing i am still contributing to this but it's still important to know like you i i love yeah i love how she allows the kid to be sad about that that way we can have discussions around that and how it is important even if it does make the kid sad then we can grow and have growth and that's lovely yeah i think it's important like since we lived through the covid19 like kind of like how should we approach our kids growing up in this different time that we haven't experienced um because they are the next generation they're the future so i think it's always important to present them with ways to be empathetic instead of um prejudice yeah 100 percent. and then we also kind of see that tying into clark's section with the museum um he mentions how emmanuel the first child born in the airport comes in often to look at the phones um and i think it's just a really interesting um I think it's a really interesting contrast where if a kid is brought up knowing about this 
and brought up understanding like what happened in the work before then yeah the kid's not going to be shocked about by it you know the kid's gonna be looking at the phones gonna be admiring the way past life was um and just understanding the way past life was whereas when it's a secret thing that's not discussed then yeah the kid's gonna be really scared by it because it's a new topic exactly because kids are curious and they, they want to know they're interested in what their parents did what their cousins did they look up to older adults so i think the museum was a really um big turning point in the book about the past and present like contrast um this also ties in when clark would collect items like high heels and like a toaster and all these things that they admired because they didn't make them anymore and it was a cool thing because all the kids could like look at them and remember well not remember but Clark would tell them what they did and how they worked and yeah and not only how what they did and how they worked but the people behind it Mm -hmm. um and I love the way the museum is so intrinsically tied to connection to the people who passed away like even the very beginning of it he started it because he was thinking about his boyfriend he's like if Robert were here Christ if only if Robert were here he'd probably fill the shelves with artifacts and start an impromptu museum so like from the very beginning the museum has always been about human connection and understanding the lives before us um and I think that's I think that's very cool is teaching other people not only about what the objects did but how people might have created them the different lives that came before and respecting and admiring those people I think, um, I feel like half of the reason why Clark kind of wanted the kids to see it or, like, felt the kids, like, how important it was for them to see is because, like, he knows that, like, if they're interested in this, they can rebuild the world and stuff like that. Um, you know, when he's gone, there will still be kids having kids and, oh, <laughs> I didn't mean to say Kids that. who grow up and kids, have kids. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Kids who grow up and have kids. Um, and they might figure out how to, like, make cars again and, he just kind of wants preserves it. He's like, this is how good the world can be. Maybe I hope you can. Thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Bye. 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 <laughs>